Hi! Welcome to Crime on Primetime! I'm your host, Kinsey Huseman, and I'm here with my two best friends. It's Aaron. And Malik. How are we doing this week? It's a good hey, week. I, I'm, hey, it's been a great week. The teams are up. Very, yep, both right, of my teams are undefeated. Let's just go ahead and, and say who both your teams, because I think last time we just talked about Texas, so we both know y'all are very excited that Texas won, even yeah. though they almost lost to Wyoming. I was I was crossing my fingers that they were going to lose to Wyoming. That's crazy, praying on our downfall. I was, yes. I was absolutely playing. I just think it would have been so funny that they beat Alabama and everyone's like, Texas is back, and then they lose to Wyoming. That's crazy. That's that's, me- that's real messed up. If Texas yeah. would have lost to Wyoming, Wyoming would have owned the Big Twelve because they 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 would have been. If Texas they did beat Tech, if they lost to Wyoming, I wouldn't would... be on this podcast. <laughs> if Washington would have lost right here, I I probably would have said no to the podcast today. But then the Broncos would have won. Y'all don't get to say no to the podcast if your teams aren't doing well. That's not fair. Y'all what? both cheer for the most unstable teams. But that's the thing. We're just co-hosts. You're the host, <laughs> so you have to be here automatically. We're co-hosts, so what's Okay, but I need to talk to, to someone. I can't just talk to myself. What am that's... I going to do? Ask myself a question? Yeah. Hey, Kenzie, how you doing today? You're going to have oh, to have Carson today. on standby during the season. Yeah. No, this is not – your teams are too unpredictable. The Cowboys are always back. They won two games, and they're going to lose the next five. Who knows what's going to happen with Texas? No, I'll, They're I'll... always good, and then they're – then what? They were good last year, and then what happened? Hey, now. I'll push through, but just know if there's ever, like, once we get to the playoffs and stuff, ooh, and if we start losing, you might not want me to be on the podcast because I'm going to be pissed strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's facts. <laughs> Especially if it's on, on New Year's. More. Especially if it's on New Year's Day, because no, kids, because I ain't gonna be paying attention to the stories. I'm okay, gonna we're be... not gonna record on a holiday, sillies. <laughs> but that's the day they play. If they make okay, the playoffs. Okay, well then guess what? We're not gonna be recording during playoffs. Are you talking about Texas making the playoffs? Hell yeah! Washington's oh my goodness! Why? Washington's not making playoffs. That's fine, but. I need one of my teams too. Yeah, hey, we've only got put... we've got a couple more hard games, and then Texas is coasting. <laughs> you know what? You know what I want to hear? The question of the week. Malik, hit us with it. <laughs> nice segue, big fella. Yeah, we're getting a little off topic. A little, we're way off topic. I'm like this close to saying during football season, we just cut the question and actually just talk about football for 10 minutes and then we can get into it. Okay. That wouldn't be a like bad both. idea. But, but now let's just do the question today and then we'll anyways, discuss later. Yeah, anyways. We'll, we'll get the feedback from the listeners on if they would yeah. rather us just they football, don't they don't care, <laughs> or, or what. I don't need them to call me a dumbass when they listen to what I say about sports. <laughs> but... Anyway, so the question is, what are your top three places you want to live before you find your final resting place, your final squatting place? Top three? Yeah, you have to live at them for at least a year. Okay, me and Dalton go back and forth. We've had this conversation several times because we both love to travel and have we both know that we 
want to live somewhere a different state before we settled down somewhere and you know, have the family do the house actually buy a house or whatever um and we agree that we would want to move to like i would love to move to oregon around the bend area but there's not a lot of jobs for us there and we don't want to live in portland so maybe seattle i want to live in arizona arizona okay. i He's okay living in Arizona if we live in the Flagstaff, Sedona area, which is in the mountains. I personally wouldn't mind living in, like, Arizona, Phoenix, or Tampa. Yeah, Tucson. He thinks it's way – I mean, it is hot. He's like, it's too hot. And I was like, I grew up in Texas. I mean, I, it's fine. Like, I don't think it would be that big. It would be hot. I'm not denying that. It would be hotter than it was in Texas. But to me, that's something that I can live with. Oh. On the flip side, he wants to live in, like, New Hampshire or Vermont. New Vermont? What the fuck? Yeah, or, like, Connecticut, somewhere up north. I don't know. But... So freaking cold. I don't but know that... if I would survive the winters. But add on to the question, Kins. Where where do you want to end up, like, living, like, after? Like... Permanently? Yeah. Well, let me say my third state that I would oh, go ahead, live sorry. temporarily. I would probably live in, like, the North Carolinas or the Tennessees. Those are, like, the different places we're looking at. I want to live in Arizona. He has it off the table. Oregon, Washington, North Carolinas, Tennessee's area, and then he wants to live up north. I just don't want to. It sounds like you already named all 50 states. Y'all want to live Or in- Virginia. I would live in Virginia, too. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. um, where that- do I want to live permanently? To be honest, we've talked about this too. And one day when we have kids or if we have kids, I would want to almost live near my parents. One, so my kids have a relationship with my parents. And two, because I just know I'm going to need help (laughs) when they're young and I'm young. And (laughs) I just don't think I could do it alone. I mean, I have Dalton, but I mean, just having your parents around helps a lot uh, but the tricky thing is so texas mm-hmm. which dalton's not thrilled about but would understand why we moved there to be near my parents to have the family support yeah but my parents at least my mom wants to retire in colorado so that would almost be ideal if they retired in Colorado and we just moved back and lived here permanently. So it sounds like you only got to get one person convinced. And it's My Mr. dad? Huseman. Yep. <laughs> I know. We're working on it. Well, you go next since you're also in a relationship. What does that have to do with anything? Y'all have more places y'all probably talked about. Mine's plain and simple. I don't know, somewhere cold, so probably Colorado's one. I would like to live in California or Florida, one of those two. Really? Mm hmm. Hey, man, Why? I like Because I like the beach. California is so expensive. Oh, yeah, only if I could afford it. Only That's the only way. Yeah. But those two, I don't know. Those are like the absolute two states I wouldn't want to live in. Florida's crazy, man. 
uh, it'd be all right. It'd be all right for a little bit. Or um, I kind of want to live in New York sometimes, but I wouldn't be able to do it for a year. Like New York City or upstate New York? Like New York City. I couldn't do it for a year, though. I already know. It's mean people. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Well, that's your three. All right. Where would you want to live permanently? Oh, Texas. I could never leave. Duh, I'd be fine. Houston, Dallas, Austin. What are mm, we talking about? Probably, probably uh, the outside area. Kind of honestly, a rock Cedar Park wouldn't be bad, Leander. Right outside Austin. I just to be honest, live. I think if I moved back and lived permanently in Texas, I would almost have to live in Austin or around Austin because I think that's. Well, I definitely just don't want to live in Houston, so I take have taken that just off the table. You're but that's like the only place that has pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Dallas doesn't have many pharmaceutical companies. It's the problem, or else I'd live up there. You're basically from Dallas, so. I would yeah, but I I love Dallas. I would I would move around yeah. that area. I just don't think there's enough job opportunity for me. Yeah. All right. For me, number one. Florida, probably like South Florida, probably be for me. Um, Florida, man. around the Phoenix, Tucson area, and then so me and Arod uh, can live in Arizona together. Third one, jeez, I don't know where I would go. Where would I go for the third one? I don't know what the third one would be. I know where I want to live permanently is Houston. Oh, not Houston, Dallas. I was about I was to like, say whoa. Houston. Dallas. Oh, there. So many people don't know. I potentially had a job opportunity. Right city, wrong time. But but one day I'm gonna get back to Dallas or go to Dallas. It's a cool area. I love that area. Yeah. Well, because I remember when we went to go visit Taylor. Man, oh man, I was like, there's so much shit to do here. Yeah. Okay, what did y'all think of CSI? I that was I the first time we watched whole... it, right? Yeah, that was yeah. the first time we watched the original. I liked the main point, like the main investigation. I didn't really care for that side one. Really, I thought the side one was interesting. I was like, did she do it? Nah. Did she do it? I was like, who put the peanut butter in there, man? I I got to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find it, they, I felt like, did more of the science than, like, the other. We watched another, CSI Miami, with the, yeah. that's when we did the beauty pageant. And they did more science things, yeah. and I found that way more. It was actually more crime scene investigation uh, than it really. When they were talking about the trees, the gas, I was like, man, I don't care. Did she do it or did she not? Well, what's the thing? I don't care about all the science behind it. Okay, so I really found it interesting. Also because I totally forgot that trees had rings. And I was like, oh, I remember learning that. Mm -hmm. It's more fascinating if you have a chemistry degree. I guess that's why we take all the classes. Yeah, That is why we take all the classes so that we can find CSI and primetime TV interesting. 
Okay, so we watched CSI Season 4, Episode 11, 11 Angry Jurors. Did y'all watch 12 Angry Men? The movie? I already seen it. I haven't seen it, though. Haven't so seen it. I thought you were supposed to watch it before the episode. That's what you said? I, did you lie to us? Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, that's the thing. But like, I didn't watch it. I, but I you didn't, you didn't commit to that. I told, her I told y'all to do it. I didn't tell me to do it. I, I could have swore you said, I'm going to watch it. No, I said, y'all need to watch it. I, I, I hope the episode comes out. I wasn't going to watch it. I, told... I need yeah. the episode to come anyway. out because I swear Kenzie said that. The episode is out. Damn. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to watch Malik it. Even, Malik don't even know when the... Dang, I, fuck Do you even you. know what happens on this podcast? Do you know what we're doing here? Hey, nah, man. I just so These well. past couple weeks, I've been showing up a little tipsy. <laughs> We love it. Okay, so this episode opens with a jury deliberating on a domestic violence murder case. Really, it opens with the, like, sequence of that guy. It's like flash here of a guy yelling and girl yelling. You know what I'm talking about? A little yeah. montage. Yeah, 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 You're like, what's going on? What's what's happening? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then it was just showing that the jury was deliberating on this domestic violence case where the wife ended up murdered. In which case, we all know the husband did it because that's what happens. True true crime trope. Seems like everyone is in agreement because they've all listened to true crime. They've watched Dateline. They've done all the things. And so they know that the husband did it. They're like, I've seen it. This is why I can't be on a jury. I'd be like, well, in this episode of Law & Order I saw, this is actually what happened. It's always the husband if you watch S- SVU. Anyways, so the husband did it, except one guy is holding out, and he thinks the cable guy did it. He's like, they haven't proved beyond a reasonable doubt, and that's what they have to do. And everyone was pissed. They are like, I need, get me out of here. Well, I think they were there for like two and a half weeks. Well, that's probably yes. between like the, the jury duty, like the actual trial and deliberations. So... Let's let's talk about it. One, have y'all the O.J. Simpson trial? Have y'all mm-hmm. seen the like People versus O.J. Simpson, uh, bio series? Bio one with series? Uh, David Schwimmer. Yes. I've seen parts of it. Yeah, I've seen parts. Okay, because the the big part of that is it shows like the jury just getting antsy because the trial took forever. Yeah, and they had to be sequestered since it was such a high-profile case. So they couldn't talk to their family. They couldn't have TV. Like they had to have structured TV time of like, okay, what TV show do y'all want to watch? Yeah, because we can't just have y'all watching the news or commercials. They, I mean, they had limited contact with the outside world for months. For months they were at this. Do y'all think y'all could do jury duty? I mean, I feel like I basically do that now. That's how I live. What do you? Oh, so flustered. Yeah. So I feel like it's possible. I think it would just be hard with the internet part. Yeah, because you couldn't have it. You essentially I, couldn't I, have I yourself. I can do it. Yeah, I think that. Would, I think that would be the hardest part. What about yeah, you, Kins? I, well, I want to hear why, Malik. Why can't? Why couldn't you do it? Cause, man, I need to talk yeah, to Malik. people. Even though 
and I get tired of the same people all the time. I need to see different people. I start to get irritated. So you saying you get tired of us? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We I mix it up enough so I don't get irritated. But if I just saw those yeah, same twelve or I guess eleven bastards every day, I'd I'd want to kill them. <laughs> I I used to think that it would maybe be interesting to be on jury duty. Now I don't think I could do it. I mean, I'd, you'd have to be away from my dog that long, from Dalton. I don't think I could go that long without like working out at my gym. Seeing my pe, yeah, I don't know if I could be out of my. I'm very routine and structured. I don't know if I could be out of it that long. Exactly. Side note: Have you ever been called for jury duty? I think so, but I've always been able to say I, I was in out school. Of state, I live out oh. of town. Yeah, I miss yeah. in school. Yeah, that's. I got selected back in my junior year, first junior year, and. I was like, ooh, I'm in school right now. Can't do it. They said, okay. And the likelihood that it's actually going to be, I wouldn't say Like getting picked? Or is he out? Well, the, the likelihood of getting picked is low, but then you probably get picked for something like... Drunk driving or something. Boring. Like yeah. Not drunk driving, but like just some... Yeah, something boring or something that's like business-oriented of like, he broke this part of the contract and it's very like technical you know who had a good one and, and my dad did he had a murder he had a, he was telling us too i was dad i don't think you should be telling us this he's ah it's fine if they can't after the fact yeah but you can't talk about it during it yeah he was like yeah we just we just convicted him today yeah he was guilty i was like oh okay well yeah my y'all. teacher in middle school had a sexual assault one she told us all about it when she got back Ugh. Oh, maybe you shouldn't be telling children about well, she, that. Well, we kept questioning her because she was gone for, like, almost two weeks. And, like, Miss Miss McElveen, what took so long? She was like, uh, well, the trial was pretty intense. Well, what happened? And then, you know, freaking middle schoolers, we didn't let it go. So, eventually, she just caved and told us. But, yeah, mm. it was like a sexual assault thing between a husband and a wife. And there's a whole bunch, I don't know, remember, there's a whole bunch of different details of why the husband almost got off. But then she said at the end, we got his ass. <laughs> so let's get back into the episode now that we know who would, our opinions on jury duty. So they break for lunch, and when they come back, the juror that was holding out was dead. CSI has the best intros. Because then it actually cuts to the song. And I think that's the best intro song to any of these shows. Oh the yeah! Wow, where did it go? I was, see- uh, I, was- uh, I don't know, something like that. Definitely <laughs> no, not like that. like that. But no, yeah, it, it was, was a good like- intro. Oh, never do that almost- again. It was. It's. It's from a song, I think. It kind of sounds like the Thor theme music, but not the Thor theme music. Yeah. Yeah, it that part, that. but not that part. It was it yeah, wasn't. it wasn't that because that's Thor, <laughs> but it sounds a little bit different, but close to that. It's it's a very common known song. Ooh, I've heard ooh, it. Yeah. How do you get that? Uh, 
<laughs> it's the was... other part because it goes. It's the other part because it goes. Hoo, 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 hoo. Something I think goes into that part. <laughs> Never go on American Idol. Okay, okay. So it has the best intro boost. So the victim died by what appears to be blunt force trauma to the head. It looks like someone took his head and then bopped him on the table. And a blonde hair was found on the body, but it was a fake hair. had no DNA on the end of it. No follicle. So the blonde lady, so then they like go out into the jury and they're like, which one of you is blonde? You, you're blonde. Come with us. So the blonde lady's a stripper, so that was a wig. And she tried to seduce Chris, who's the victim, because she wanted it to be over. So she was like, well, maybe if I could seduce him and sleep with him, I can make him vote guilty. <laughs> Which is how I would have came. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at Malik, man. All these you heard, you heard me, bro. All these noises you make, man. Can you not sit still? I'm- you know what I've realized from this podcast? I and I hate sitting still, man. I don't know if I if there's something wrong with me or what, but I I'm bad about sitting still. It's okay. I'll mute it all, and then I'll send you a video of how much I mute. <laughs> okay, so she tried to seduce him. She was like, "I'll sleep with you if you vote guilty." I'm taking that deal. I mean. He would have been in jail that next day. (laughs) (laughs) Plot line number two. Okay, so that's our main plot line. We have plot line number two. And it's about a case they had previously. I don't know if it was previously on the show. I don't know if they were just like, yeah, we did this a long time ago. It just wasn't on the show. Uh, That they claimed wasn't criminal. So this lady like disappeared and they found no evidence of badness happening to her so they're like maybe she just like went away but now the victim's sister's coming forward because she was sleeping with her okay so the victim's sister is Faye Faye is now was sleeping with her sister Rita's husband Rita's the one that went missing supposedly just went away to start a new life and when they got caught the husband killed rita and set the body on fire is what faye came forward to say and she's like i know all this because she told it as in like aaron was sleeping with this other girl and rita came home early so he killed her and all and she knew all the details and then the the csi guy was like you were the other woman weren't you and she's i i totally forgot the character's name was aaron i said huh why are you gonna use me an example yeah, the husband's name is Aaron, not our Aaron. No. He didn't cheat on his wife. I'm single. Couldn't cheat on it if I wanted to. They found blood on the... So then we're cutting back to our main storyline in this jury room, and they're doing their CSI crime scene thing, and they found blood on the windowsill. But it turned out it was just a juror, juror that chewed off his fingernails because of the stress of what he was going through. That man got issues. That sounded absolutely horrible. <laughs> this whole me? episode made me not want to do jury. Jor- no, like chewing off your fingernails so much that you're bleeding. 
Chris died when someone injected him with penicillin, knowing he was allergic because he had his bracelet on that said, I'm allergic to penicillin. Today I learned you can test soil for gas fumes and then test for high. Did I skip a page? Nope. Okay. Then test for hydrocarbons to see if a body was there. Okay, so now we're going back to plot line two. So Faye was like, we put her body in a barrel, we took it out by the river, and we burned it underneath this tree. And they're like, okay, we're going to test this theory because we're going to grab the soil and we're going to test because they would still have the gas fumes from when you, the gas you use to burn the fire. And then you, you can test those for hydrocarbons to see if a body was there. Absolutely wild. I wonder if you can actually do that. I don't know, but this was the show started to lose me. I was like, ah, too much science. It's crime scene investigation. It's all about the science. <laughs> yeah, I see. The test came back negative, but it turns out Aaron and the youngest sister are engaged. So apparently there's three sisters, Rita, Faye, and Terry. Rita and Aaron were married. Faye and Aaron were sleeping together, and now Terry and Aaron are engaged. This man has slept with all three sisters. Who chooses these names? He hit the trifecta. How do you Keep sleep it. with... As a sister, how do you Keep sleep it with... Keep it in the family. How... All three... What? That's just wild to me that... As the youngest sister, you'd be like, Well, this guy was married to my oldest sister, slept with my youngest sister, and now I'm engaged. How sweet is that? Like, how charming is this guy to sleep with all three of them? The victim tested negative. Okay, so Chris tested negative for penicillin, but he may have another allergy. Turns out this man is allergic to absolutely everything. (laughs) (laughs) Bubble boy. So Chris, yeah, no. So Chris was also allergic to peanuts, and another juror admitted to flicking peanut shells at him. Which caused a reaction, and Chris had to use his EpiPen. How much of an ass are you that this guy's saying, <laughs> I'm allergic to peanuts, stop flicking them at me, and you're still just doing it because you think that will make him choose guilty faster. <laughs> Someone spiked Chris's... Okay, so then that happened while they were deliberating. Everyone witnessed, because this man had a reaction a reaction ASAP. So the shell hit his arm and he immediately like broke out. And having a fit according to that dirt. Everyone saw. So someone spiked Chris's food and drink with peanut butter. So then they were like going through they're like, well did he have did he consume peanuts? And he was going they were going through and they found the little peanut butter packet in his soda can and his chili. They found peanut butter in his chili. That's crazy he didn't see any of his soda. Yeah, you think you would notice or hear it. You can't hear the whole wrapper. Yeah. And your soda. But the soda would also have to be almost empty for the wrapper to get in there. So would you not know you drank all of it and just throw it away? <laughs> now the theory is that the hydro... Okay, so now we're back to plot line two. So the theory was that the hydrocarbons seeped into the soil and the tree roots soaked up the hydrocarbons because the soil was wet enough down there, 18% wet. 
So they soaked up the hydrocarbons, and the tree roots were like, we need those nutrients too. Got those hydrocarbons. And the rings of the tree, like when you cut the little limbs off, you can see the rings. And the rings of the year that this all took place, because this was years ago, that ring was a little bit smaller, indicating that, yes, there were probably hydrocarbons. Something caused the ring to be small. Some reaction caused the ring to be smaller. So then they're like, well, let's test the sawdust for hydrocarbons. And that's what they did. And yes, it all tested positive for hydrocarbons. So obviously a body was burned there. Don't question it. It's science. Do y'all think this is, that's like real science? Do you think they really I don't do know. Like I said at the beginning, I like hate that? science. Yeah. I just don't know if they, if do you, do they really I, go I, that far? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised with the taxpayer's money, but probably. Also, can you get hydrocarbons from <laughs> anything else? Kens, I don't know. Look, I know I have a bachelor's of science, saying. but not that kind of science. I don't know. This is just questions that I'm asking. Like, they're just interesting. Like, is this legitimate science or is this like we need the science to make shit sense for the plot line? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Because okay, so when we watch SVU, I feel like they give us real science. Yeah. In the most basic form, I feel like there's always there's more to too it. Too much though. science in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. This is all science. It goes deeper than... Because SVU is like, well, we ran this poly, poly, polymerase. I forgot what the test They the were like, I ran it through the database. I was like, oh, okay, you don't database. Yeah, no, and it's like high level. Because you can just throw <laughs> out like, arrow. oh, I ran yeah, database. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you could just say we ran the DNA test. Or maybe they'd say that they did the name the dna test like they did in the law and order episode with about one of the robert durst cases but they don't go deep into it like this that they're like now we're gonna test this for the hydrocarbons they don't name elements so they can throw out any test science for dummies yeah you can throw out any test name that may not even be the right test Okay, so now we're back to plot line number one, the main plot line. One juror snuck a cell phone in so he could sell his story to a tabloid, which is forbidden. You know what else is forbidden that I forgot to mention? It's the fact that you can't seduce another juror into finding guilty. The stripper could have gone to jail is also what I learned. So y'all would have gone to jail if they yeah, found out that, that y'all either. were seduced. She she could have done it under the table. Dun, dun, dun. Oh no! Get it, get it. Yes, I get it. <laughs> we get it, we get it. So I so also, I make my one thirty joke mm-hmm. out of this whole podcast series, and y'all didn't like it. Crazy. We go on. I don't know what. Yeah, I didn't like it. I don't know what to tell you. All I'm saying is that for those listening. Don't sleep with another juror to sway their testimony. You'll go to jail. Also, you'll go to jail if you try to sell the story to... If you sneak a phone in and you try to sell the story to the tabloid. 
I think that happened in O.J. Simpson's case, too. They found out one of the jurors was trying to write a book or taking notes for a book that they were going to publish after it. Another juror admitted putting peanut butter in the guy's chili so she didn't miss... Okay, I kind of felt for this girl. This girl's like, I'm getting married in five days. I missed my wedding showers, my bachelorette party, everything. I, I have my fittings. Getting married, I need this to be over so I don't miss my wedding. I was like, this is bullshit. How did she end up on the jury? I would have been no can do. I'm getting married. So you agree with her killing or trying to kill her? No, I think that was absolutely horrible. But I understand her frustration of, I would be so pissed if this guy was holding out and I'm going to miss my wedding. She would have been fine. Oh. Well, I hope y'all are on. I hope y'all are on jury duty during your wedding. Well, kids, it looks like I might not have a wedding because I'm single. <laughs> I'm just saying you get essentially the. You hope you only have one wedding, and if I missed all of the things before the bridal party, my bachelorette, because of jury duty on a case that would that seems so obvious because one guy was being. An ass and like holding out. I'd be pissed. Not pissed enough to kill him. I wouldn't kill him, but I would be upset. Uh, just know, anybody listening, if this ever happens, Ken's did it. Because <laughs> she was going to miss her wedding festivities. I See, I wouldn't be in this situation because I'd be like, can't go to jury duty. I'm getting married. Sorry. Good luck. So then we cut back, and now we find, or we're still on plot line one, and now we find out Chris has an allergic, was allergic to peanut butter, not, but not to a lethal point. So then they're like, "What the fuck killed him? If it wasn't the penicillin he was allergic to, if he wasn't the peanut butter he was allergic to, okay." So the whole thing with the bride, with the the girl. Oh yeah, she put the peanut butter in his chili and his drink, but then they found out even if she did it, it wouldn't have killed him. He didn't have enough allergic reaction to it. He wasn't allergic enough for it to be lethal. So then it was like, what? What? What is it? What killed him? It's obviously the allergic reaction. What else was he allergic to? So then we cut back to the uh, plot line number two. And the gas used to cremate Rita is probably from Faye. Okay, so then they were on this whole thing that the gas they thought was diesel. So they were looking at diesel. So they went to Aaron's place and they filled up his diesel thing. But it didn't match whatever they were testing. I don't know if they were testing the hydrocarbons or what. And they're like, it can't be diesel. Then it has to be unleaded. So then they were like, who has their own private unleaded gas tanks in the area? And it, and guess who has one? Faye. It was, oh. Oh, go for it. You saw the episode. I was going to say, Tim, the neighbor three doors down. But go ahead. Not Tim. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was Faye. 
And they're like, huh. That hmm. She didn't mention using her own gas the night her sister died. Mm-mm. Ultimately, Chris was killed from a bee sting. So then they found the little bee stinger in his neck, and then they found the culprit, and then they're like, oh yeah, this is what happened when the guy chewing, that chewed through his nails and was bleeding opened the window. What did they say? When and they let discovered... the in. Yeah, they say, I guess it was a outside job. I said, all right, guys, I can't with these, with these freaking puns, man. Oh, Whatever I know. And all of this, this whole thing, and this guy wasn't even murdered. They suck. All that for a B. A waste of my time. And then plot line number two. We find out that Faye killed her sister to be with Aaron. Then tried to frame Aaron when he proposed to her younger sister. So Faye was a little crazy. She was cuckoo for cuckoo-cuckoo. And I don't, I just, this guy did not look that charming for all of this trouble and sleeping with three sisters. Yeah, any guy named Aaron doesn't look charming. Oh, (laughs) A-Rod. That was sad. (laughs) And then it ends with Nick getting a promotion, even though we really don't know who Nick is or what the promotion is for. But yay! Alrighty. Are y'all ready to get into the actual story? Season three. Okay. So, it turns out a juror has never been murdered while on jury duty. So that's a good thing. Yes. So, I just tried to pick a crazy jury case and center this around a jury. And that's what I did. So, we are taking a deep dive into our legal system this week. This is going to be very legally. I learned a lot about our legal system. It's terrible. I could have told you that. No, not that it was terrible. Just, like, how this whole system works. It hurt my head how much like legal things i read opinions and dissenting opinions i read supreme court transcripts do you know how hard it is to understand some of these things i i hope you're not gonna read them to us no i put it all in lame i put it in my own terms so that it would make sense for everyone but i was sitting there and i was like (laughs) what and then i had to look up what an opinion versus a dissenting opinion versus a concurring opinion I learned a lot. I could be a lawyer now. So I'm going to tell you the story of a trial that turned into a party for the jury. Tanner versus the United States. I like parties. (laughs) These jurors. I like pool parties. I like indoor parties. I like day parties. Nighttime parties. Just parties by myself, too. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you keep going. 
I was ready to have a pool. I was ready to have parties. That's why I was hoping y'all would cut me off. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see how long you could go. <laughs> I couldn't think any more parties. Okay. Somewhere around 1983, William Conover and Anthony Tanner found themselves in court. You see, okay, this is this is going to get real technical. So stop and ask questions if you if you have them, because the listeners probably have them too. And I got really confused too. Also, I'm going to preface this with I'm actually not a lawyer. So for all those listeners out there, this is from what I understood what was going on. And obviously this is all going to be in my own words for the most part. I'll say quote when I'm actually quoting someone. But uh, if if I got it wrong... There's a, I did. I mean, yeah, I'm not a lawyer. So this was just my interpretation of what all of this meant. So maybe I got some something wrong. Okay. You see, William was the procurement manager for the Seminole Electric Corporation, which is an electric company in Florida. In 1979, Seminole received a $1.1 billion loan from the Federal Financing Bank, which was guaranteed, you know, like a guarantor, am I saying that right? It was guaranteed by the Rural Electrification Administration, or ERA, which is a government entity. We good? That was a mouthful. The only word I really knew was procurement, and that's because I had to talk to the procurement officer all the time. I don't know what any of those words meant. You should know what procurement means. You have a procurement card from work. I have a what? Do you not have a travel card? No. Oh, well, never mind. He wouldn't know. Okay, so the procurement person is like the person that goes out and gets the resources, the materials, whatever you need for whatever project or job or what you have to do but they're the person that goes out and finds the best material the best people the best contractors yada yada Mm. yada to make sure that everyone has what they need to do the project so the electric company got a 1.1 billion dollar loan from the bank and it was like a guarantor the guarantor was the rea which is a government entity we good Mm-hmm. See. Okay. With the loan, with this loan, Seminole was going to build a coal-fired power plant. So they were going to build a new power plant with the $1.1 billion. And part of that construction was that they were going to need this patrol road to get them to the transfer lines. Essentially like an access road to get them to wherever they I guess they're putting the lines in a field. I don't know. They need to build a road for this project. Mm-hmm. To build this road, Seminole went to their current contractor and said, hey, we need an access road that can support big trucks and isn't affected by flooding because we live in Florida, Florida and this shit floods all the time. That contractor was like, yeah... I'm not sure where I can get enough material for that. Because this road was going to be like 51 miles. Dang. I know. 
And so this contractor is like, yeah, I don't know where I'd find enough material for that or what material I could use instead. But if you pay me more, I will try harder to secure the materials. And Seminole was like, thanks, but no thanks. We're just going to go with someone that already apparently knows what they're doing. So that's when William piped up and said, I know a guy. This guy has a lime rock mine. Mine. Let's build a road with lime rock. Which I have no idea. I didn't know you could do I don't. I guess I don't know what lime rock is. So Seminole went to Anthony Tanner's lime rock. That's, that's William's guy. That's Anthony Tanner. He has the lime rock mine. Tested the lime rock and determined it was a good material for the road. They told Anthony, look, we'll use your stuff and pay while we pay you while we're, we get our bids in and we'll, okay, let me say this again. I guess I didn't write this good. So Seminole told Anthony, look, we'll use your stuff and pay you for now while we're in the middle of, you know, getting these bids and evaluating them and choosing. We don't want, you know, construction to slow down. So we'll, we'll just use you in the meantime until we find, like, the main contractor, the main guy where you're going to use. Anthony said, cool, 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 then put in his bid and won two contracts for this job on May 14th, 1981. Okay, is this all making sense? We good? All right, so they try to build a road. First guy says no. Second guy, they go with his lime rock. And he and, was uh, recommended right. by the procurement manager. Okay. Okay. So the procurement manager was like, I know a guy. All right. I'm following. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. The first contract for was for the material itself for the lime rock. And it was $1 million. The Ooh. other was for the actual construction, like the labor part. And it was almost $550,000. Here's the problem. William and Anthony are besties and have multiple business deals with each other. And Anthony just happened to pay William $30,000 right before the contracts were awarded for personal reasons. You with me? With me? Keep going. I'm sure. I mean, sure, sure, sure. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Kind of, kind of confused, but keep going. Let's see if I can figure it out. Bestie number one got bestie number two a lot, a lot of money. Okay. At his at bestie number one's job, and bestie number two paid bestie number one thirty thousand right before he got the job on the DL. Hmm. Okay. 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 Now, now I'm following. Okay. Then after the contracts were awarded, which favored Anthony, so William got these contracts to read and write to essentially give like Anthony a little bit more money than they were going to going for and I think between the lines it gave Anthony a lot of like perks and it gave Seminole a lot of responsibilities. He made this a sweet deal for his bestie. William would fix any dispute between Anthony and Seminole in the company in Anthony's favor. For example, the question of maintenance of access roads to the access road. So they were building this 51 mile road and they're like, hey, what about the roads you take 
the side roads you take to get to this road who's keeping up with that like you it should Seminole was like it should be Anthony according to the contract and William was like slow down slow down slow down the contract's vague okay so I, I think it's our responsibility and Seminole was like okay so Seminole ended up paying and taking the responsibility for the maintenance road when it sounds like it was in Anthony's contract to take that on and have those expenses, but William made it to where he didn't. Does does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So William's screwing over his business in favor of his friend, essentially. Yeah. So then the REA, which is the government entity that guarant that's the guarantor on the loan for this whole project. So essentially they're if Seminole can't pay for this project, the government came in and said, okay, we'll pick up your slack, right? That's how guaranteeing works. Mm. So, sounds close enough. Okay. So the R- REA was like, hey, girl, hey, these bonds Anthony is using are not uh, from a bonding company approved by the Treasury Department. So the REA was like, listen, government doesn't approve of these bonds. This is an issue. William was like, no worries. I got this. I got this other bonding company. And I definitely did not stretch the truth to them about the complexity of this project to get the new bond. So essentially, REA called out Anthony's bonds. William was like, no problem, I'll clean up the mess. He went to this other bond company, wrote them a letter, and basically made the project seem like it was a lot bigger, a lot more complex, a lot cooler than it really was, a lot farther along. And the bond company gave him the bonds. We still good? Yeah. Okay, we're almost through this part. Seminole started catching on and effectively ended their contract with Anthony and demoted William for breaking the company's conflict of interest policy. But here's where it turned criminal. The REA was guaranteeing the loan that paid for the contract. This means William and Anthony could be charged for conspiracy to defraud the United States and they were charged in June of 1983. Thumbs up? Yep. Okay. Following the indictment was a six-week trial that resulted in a hung jury and a mistrial. The prosecution said, no problem, let's do this again, and also charge them with four counts of mail fraud. I don't know where that comes in. I didn't, there's too much to look into (laughs) and try to, try to, so four counts of mail fraud for some reason. That brings us to where we started this story. William and Anthony are in court for their second trial. The time the two were fa- this time the two were found guilty by the jury. The day before they were sentenced, however, Anthony's loyal f- lawyer filed a motion to interview the jury. Okay, let me start again. The day before they were sentenced, however, Anthony's lawyer fired a- filed a motion to interview the jury have an evidentiary hearing and a new trial, all because juror Vera Aspul 
called Anthony's attorney and told him that some of the jurors had drank during recess and fallen asleep in the afternoon sessions of the trial. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. So the attorney was like, no, no, no. Thanks for telling me. I want to inter- I, I want to interview the jurors. The court ruled that the jurors could not testify on their intoxication under federal rule of evidence 606B. Which states during an inquiry into the validity of a verdict or indictment, a juror may not testify about any statement made or incident that occurred during jury deliberations. The effect of anything on that juror's or another juror's vote or any juror's mental processes concerning the verdict or indictment. Okay. So there's this whole rule in the court of law where the juries, once the juries have their verdict and they deliberated, you cannot ask the jury. They're done. You can't ask them questions. You can't interview them. It's over. If you want to appeal, if you think something happened, you go through the courts and the judges. But jury, done. No more speaking to them. And it's this is like for several reasons. But mostly it's one to protect the jury so that you don't have someone that the jury found guilty and was like, no, 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 I'm not guilty. And they essentially harass the jurors with all of these different interviews and interrogations. Um, also because if you could do that, essentially everyone would do that. And then it takes out the validity of our legal system because then everyone would interview the juror and be like, how did you find me guilty? Yada, yada. What was your thought process? And they would just be looking for something. They would essentially be fishing. Fishing for anything the juror said that could be like juror misconduct. Or like they did this or they did that. We need a new trial. So nothing would ever get done essentially in our court system. So that's what the court said. Yeah, you... That's what the court system said. Like, you don't get to interview the jurors. It's just not a thing. But the court did say you can call other witnesses or evidence, just not the actual jurors. So they're like, hey, we were all in the building. We were all in this room. Do you have any other evidence? The only person to testify was Anthony's counsel. Okay, so the court was like, can't interview jurors, but you can call other witnesses and evidence. We were all in this room together. Someone had to see someone drunk or sleeping. The only person to testify was Anthony's counsel, who just said one juror appeared giggly. The court was like, yeah, man, that's not enough here. There's not enough here. No new trial. The verdict stands. Yada, yada, yada. Anthony's attorney said, all right, well, we're appealing and I'm filing a new motion for a new trial based on jury misconduct. Plus, I have this sworn statement from juror Daniel Hardy that supports all of this. It's like, we're doing this again. Here's what happened. Daniel Hardy just showed up at the attorney attorney's house and was like, this is much worse than you think. The attorney's set Daniel up with two private investigators to get the full scoop. Daniel said, quote, 
he felt like the jury was one big party, end quote. He literally said that. Seven jurors drank during the recess. Four of them, including Daniel, would share one to three pitchers of beer per, per day, essentially. Two others would have mixed drinks and one how how nice must it be the one the jury the one jury you get put on they want to go crazy and have a time i know i want to be on this jury how do you think okay let me get into what all they did and then we'll talk about how you get into our thoughts and feelings on this because it wasn't just drinking let's get into it okay so the other one who was the four person would have a liter of wine per break they one one place i was reading called her an alcoholic but it wasn't just alcohol no 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 daniel admitted him and three other jurors smoked the devil's lettuce during the trial two other jurors ingested cocaine and one uh, and another juror sold another one a quarter pound of weed and brought weed cocaine and other drug paraphernalia into the courthouse How do you again? How lucky can you can you get besides the cocaine? Besides the cocaine, but how lucky can you get? You go on a freaking jury and you're like, "Hey, so y'all want to have a little drink?" And everyone's like, "Yeah." Hey, y'all y'all want to smoke the devil's lettuce a little bit? Yeah, why not? It's like you know what? I think I just found my new best friends. How do you? Think- I love you guys. How do you think this conversation starts? Because you know, you these people probably know, like, hey, I'm probably not supposed to drink alcohol. Probably not supposed to do drugs while I'm doing this. So it had to be, like, one person that was, like, had the balls enough to be, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to drink or I'm going to smoke. And then everyone's, like, oh, thank God I wanted it, too. From the, the smoking part, you know, from my past, you can always tell when another person smokes. So I feel like them two got together first them three and then from there they those three yeah and then from there they just infect the whole crew but you can tell when other people smoke the devil's lettuce because i bet that for one they probably showed up high already i bet it was something along the lines of they went to lunch one of them was like i'm just it's just one drink like it won't matter and another one was like okay i'll get a drink and then the guys were like okay let's get a pitcher of beer and it just escalated it's like do you want another pitcher so they weren't just like it wasn't just like hey we had one drink we weren't impaired no they they were partying essentially mm-hmm. they're basically well i guess technically we're on vacation yeah it's probably what it felt like they were partying drinking i think you get a little bit of a stipend per day depending on how long the trial is or what the trial is if I'm ever on jury duty, me and my jury, we're going to have a time. Okay, because, so what do you think about this? Like, the fact that this, do you think they should get a new trial? Nah, I think it's fine. You think that you it. can be this intoxicated, falling asleep? You're falling asleep while they're presenting evidence and arguments? Are you able to make a sound decision, or are you just drunk and just be like, Okay. I mean, I'll I mean, my head's gonna probably hurt a little bit, and I'll, yeah, I'm probably gonna fall asleep regardless. But yeah, if the facts are the facts, then I'll probably my decision. But won't, you're missing won't the facts is the problem. I have to be pissed drunk for it to be like that bad. If you I, would, asleep, I don't know how drunk they were at the trial. If you the, fall asleep the during the trial, you're missing it. 
I'd be like, did he actually do it? Sure. They said, yeah. I said, so what's the problem? I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think it's cause for a new trial because I think you could argue that they're not competent. They're falling asleep. They're missing it. I should get a because just think about if you're that person on trial. This is your life. You could go to jail. You would want to know that they're paying attention to every word. They're forming opinions. That's true. But I guess that's the risk you take, man. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't don't be, right, though? Crime. It well, shouldn't you, be, but... You shouldn't be under the impression do, that my do jury's crime. doing you cocaine in the, the bathroom crime. in the courthouse. Hey, look, man. Hey, they're just people like the rest of us. Yeah. You're taking a chance a- on them. Athletes do drugs all the time, but we still let them go out there and play for us. I think there's a difference. (laughs) Yeah, I think the difference is that the athletes are not deciding if I'm going to jail for the rest of my life. (laughs) I think that was a good analogy. I think that was a horrible analogy. (laughs) I think that's in no way this. They're risking their own lives by taking my life. I didn't see you come up with one. My analogy is that I'm going to jail. I might be going to jail and my jury's drunk and high. <laughs> Some people function better. I don't know, man. I'd be like, yeah, I want some people in here that are actually going to focus. That actually know what's going on and didn't miss a huge chunk of this because they're asleep. Hey, well, you could also get a jury that's just a bunch of dumbasses. What's the difference? True. Okay, so Daniel corroborated the fact that some jurors were falling asleep and that one juror had said, quote, I'm flying. As to why he came... <laughs> See, that would be concerning. You, you want you want that guy? <laughs> I need that guy in my court case. I was like, hey, He's man, just, like, hey, just flat out honest. I'll be, hey, let's fly together, my brother. Fuck this child. Let's fly <laughs> together. How you feeling right now, man? I'm flying, man. <laughs> I'm going to use that shit next time. How you feeling? Man, I'm flying. <laughs> This is the middle of a trial, and he said that. You want that? You think that guy's competent enough to choose my fate? Oh man! If we were like sitting in that little area where they have the jurors, (laughs) and I leaned over and asked him how he's doing, and he said that, I would have, I would have been rolling. I started. That's that's why that one guy caught someone giggling. That would have been me. I would have been giggling. I would have spit my water. I would start crying. I could, I could really see my face when I'm high, and I just look. I'm, I'm, I'm flying, man. Eyes are fucking dead shot, man. I gotta say that next time. <laughs> okay, so as to why Daniel came forward, he said, "Quote to clear my conscience and." Because I felt that the people on the jury didn't have no business being on the jury. I felt that Mr. Tanner should have a better opportunity to get somebody that would review the facts right. 
<laughs> so to me, that basically says, like, we didn't do shit. <laughs> so the court read all this, because he submitted it in his motion, and basically said, yeah, this isn't anything new from the first time. You basically are just saying that they did more than originally stated, still not new trials. So they originally were like, so they basically said, this is quantitative more, not quality more, still a no. So just to make sure this is understood, Anthony's attorney wasn't arguing, arguing that the verdict should be overturned, that his client wasn't. He was just saying, I should get to interview the, like, we should get to talk to the jurors about this intoxication. We should get to see how intoxicated they were. Did this make a difference in the trial? Did they understand what was actually happening in the trial? That was his argument. Anthony's attorney was not letting up. He was like, fine, I'm going to the Supreme Court because the jurors should be able to testify about the drugs and the alcohol. It's not protected by the federal rule 606B. On top of that, the Sixth Amendment says my client has a right to a trial by a competent jury. And this doesn't sound very competent to me. And the Supreme Court did hear the case, which is pretty rare because this, from what I understand, I could be kind of wrong, somewhat wrong, all the way wrong. But from what I understand, the Supreme Court hears a very limited amount of cases. They do not hear every case that crosses their desk because then everyone would be like, I'm going to the Supreme Court when they don't like their verdict. Or they're not getting the appeals they want. Yada, yada, yada. So you can submit to the Supreme Court. They'll review the cases. They'll review all the cases and they'll pick the few that they actually want to comment on. And I'm sure there's, like, more than just, like, this one sounds interesting. I'm more, I'm sure it's more like, this one might actually affect federal laws. This one has an interesting spin on laws that could affect precedent in the future. I'm sure it's something along those lines and not just, like, did this man kill his wife? It, I think it has to do with how does, how's our laws being interpreted? So, they did pick up this case. They did they did rule on it and the court heard both sides talked it over and then justice sandra day o'connor wrote the opinion so opinion so the opinion is basically you you hear both sides in the supreme court and then the justices talk and the opinion is basically the majority opinion and that's like what they decide this is the conclusion that they have come to this is the end now, the justices can write a dissenting opinion, which basically says, from my understanding of what I learned when I Googled it, is that those justices are basically saying, yes, this is like the ruling because the majority voted on this, but we disagree. Here's why. The opinion is basically like, here's what we decided. Here's why. The dissenting is basically like, this is why we disagree. Here's why. And then you can write a concurring opinion, which is basically like, we agree with the outcome, but we have different, we, we have a different reason why we got to this conclusion. Good. Okay. So what do you think the just, the majority opinion decided? What do you think the justices decided? Again, they're not arguing that the case should be thrown out or that they should get a new trial. They just want to be able to interview the jury on 
their drug and alcohol consumption, but it's protected by this 606B rule that basically says, yeah, you can't talk to juries once the outcome is... They say no. Yeah, I'm with A-Rod. They say no. Veto. No interviewing the jury? Nope. Yep. Why? You did crime, buddy. Yep. It's already done. Yeah. Don't want to open up another can of worms. Just let it die. Okay. So she basically said, this is all in my own terms because I, you read those opinion by the justice, man. They have a vocabulary. Okay. They're like really smart people. She basically said, in layman's terms, is that Rule 606B can be broken and jurors can't testify when there has been an outside influence. Like, they watched the news. If they, if you found out a juror watched the, new, the news, then you can interview them to find out if they saw anything about the case. Or if their family was being threatened, then you can interview them to find out if they knew if anyone had contacted them so essentially if an outside a party affected the juror does that make sense mm-hmm. she wrote quote however severe their effect and improper their use drugs or alcohol voluntarily ingested by a juror seems no more an outside influence than a virus poorly prepared food or a lack of sleep I mean, are they wrong? I mean, I would think so. You can eat bad food and not be, and still make decisions, still have a clean thought process. That's I don't not, know. not all I not would be thinking. would all be thinking about is dropping a mean boom boom. USJC, I'm a victim of the man cold. I'm out. <laughs> if if I if any bit of sickness don't talk to me don't ask me Luke's anything the biggest baby when it comes to i'm sickness. a baby i'm that's why see i think that's why god doesn't make me get sick very often because he knows i can't handle it i mean i get that like there was one time in college when i had the flu and i was down bad like i could not function because there was like a time in college before covid but like if i had the flu i, I played like a flag football game with the flu I would still go to class with hmm? the flu. I I functioned. I was not gonna miss anything. With us? Yeah, we played the Catholics. I specifically remembered. Oh, the Catholics. I didn't want to miss that game because they were kind of good that year, so I, I didn't want to miss the game. F those guys. But praise <laughs> God, though. But praise God. Uh, but then I I was sick a lot in college. Do y'all remember? I remember it. You were always sick. I was always you sick. You still come to stuff, but you were always sick. Yeah, except there was one time that I was so sick that I didn't go to anything. And I was mad at Kylie Harmon because I was down bad. I could barely function. I slept all day. I felt like absolute shit. Everything hurt. I had like 103 fever. And I texted Kylie and I was like, hey, can you ask this professor if I have to show up to lab today? Because, like, lab was once a week. You can't make it up. Yada, yada. I was like, I need you to find out if I have to be there. What, like, the consequences are. Kylie never texted me. So I showed up. 
and the professor and I looked like shit. And the prof there was only eight people in the class, and I walked in, and he was like, "Oh, you're here," and I could barely talk because my throat 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 hurt so much. And I was like, "I didn't I didn't want to miss lab." And he's like, "I told Kylie to tell you you didn't have to come," and I just looked at Kylie. She's like, "I forgot to tell you." <laughs> And I was so mad because I dragged myself out of bed. I, I walked. I was in. I was miserable. And you know how Kylie never texted anyone. She was a no, horrible No, she was terrible. She just didn't text me. For, for a smart person, she also had a terrible memory. Yeah. And, I mean, everyone. And he was like, yeah, we don't, we don't want you here. You just go home. Because yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I you could just tell, you could just tell how sick I was. Like, so if oh, you were like know. that, if you were that sick, I could understand like you would be, you would not be competent to be on a jury. I, and I think that's the same with drugs and alcohol. But if you just have like a little cold, I'm like you're good. Like it sucks, but you can be on the jury. I don't know how you act, but when I when I get a tummy ache. But imagine how you feel. That's yeah. That's how I feel when I get yeah. tummy ache. If my fever I, goes slightly up, if my if my <laughs> nose, if I can't breathe out of like one nostril, like that thing you get when people like have allergies. Oh, I'm the worst person ever. I get pissed off. I get really mad. I'm. I just sit there upset the whole time, like doing that, <laughs> like things with my nose trying to clear it out. Well, I turn into you, but I'm not even that sick. Then none of this should be on the jury. Nope, it shouldn't. So let him go. But Sandra was like, no, they should. This isn't a reason for them not to be on the jury. Okay. As for if Anthony and William's Sixth Amendment right were violated. Okay, because William when William found out Anthony was doing all this uh this appealing and stuff. So William got on board too and he was like, Hey, I was at that trial where the jurors were drunk. I should get I should get to be a part of this appeals process too and anthony's attorney was like come on man jump on we're besties secretly lovers at this point <laughs> so as for if their sixth amendment right was violated which the sixth amendment like i said says that you sh you have a right to a competent jury uh-huh justice o'connor argued that the defense had ample opportunity to bring the jurors and compensate into question during the trial. They could have determined it during jury selection or at any point during the trial because the jury is observable or during the evidentiary hearing that was granted after the... Okay, so the thing being observable... observable. When they first appealed, the court, the district court was like, we were all in the room. No one saw a juror sleeping it would have been obvious and i think someone had called this into question during the trial and the judge was like yeah that's bad if you see it or if someone sees something or knows something throughout the process bring it to my attention again and, and we'll do something about it he was like i don't know what we're gonna do about it but if it happens again we'll figure it out no one brought it up again no one said anything no one said they saw anyone sleeping Except for the jurors that came forward after 
And then she, and then there was that evidentiary hearing when they first brought this up, and they're like, "We want to interview the jurors," and the court was like, "No, but y'all can call witnesses," and they only could call one witness. That was like, I saw one giggling, but they could not call anyone that was like, "Yeah, they were sleeping." So Justice O'Connor was like, "Y'all had your opportunity to like question their competence, to bring it into, you know, bring it up in court, and y'all did it. Y'all couldn't. Seems like your Sixth Amendment right was not violated." opinions i agree sucks to suck buddy but it's over i do think that sixth amendment right was violated i don't know if the jury was competent but i do agree with her that okay yeah you did have an opportunity to bring it up at the time granted you didn't know that they were drunk and high but yeah you probably should be able to tell if someone's sleeping yeah I don't know about y'all. I snore when I sleep. You would have heard me. <laughs> My question is, why didn't they just go to wherever the jurors had lunch and ask the people there if they saw the jury? Like, show like go to of the bars or something like that? Yeah, like, like, like did you, like, yeah or, yeah, or, like, show pictures of the jury and, like, did you serve these people alcohol? How much alcohol? Did they seem like they were drunk? Yeah. That's what I thought this whole time. Like, it's, why probably did she ask? it's probably too much work for them. I guess, but shit, this made it all the way Supreme Court. They already put in a lot of work. <laughs> exactly, they didn't want to put in more. In conclusion, the whole thing stood. All of it. No new, no evidentiary hearing, no new trial, no interviewing the jurors. Good to go as is. Justice Thurgood Marshall did write a dissenting in part and concurring in part on this ruling he basically said um yeah if they were asleep because that's how drunk and high they were that's a problem and this verdict should be thrown out so they're good marshall agrees with me he argued that the jurors should have to testify because rule 606b only protects jury deliberations but the alcohol and drug consumption was during the trial, so it's not protected under Rule 606B. He also made the point to say that drugs and alcohol are an outside influence. He was like, yeah, they, it is an outside influence. It's, it's, he agreed that it was different than like people getting sick. Mm -hmm. So what do y'all think of that? Because I thought that was a really good point, because that rule did say it only protected him from deliberations and what was talked about deliberations and this and that never said anything about trial behavior or during the trial. Nope. Almost stand my ground. Sucks to suck, buddy. Yep. My opinion doesn't change. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't, I hope y'all go on trial Guilty. one day and no. your whole jury's drunk and falling asleep. Some people say I'm hard headed. I don't believe well, them. You know what? We won't be going on trial because we're not doing no crimes. No. Because we don't want to do I'm the time. Well, God. There was like this whole other side. I didn't get into it because that really did hurt my head. And the, I was reading from the transcripts and I was getting very confused. But there was a whole other part of it that was like... One of the charges was defraud, a conspiracy to defraud the United States. And their attorney was also arguing that they didn't defraud the United States. They defrauded the Seminole Electric Company. So, I mean... 
this is just his opinions on it. Thurgood Mock. There was a couple other justices that were in on it with him that agreed with him. Again, like I said, it's the dissenting slash concurring, so it doesn't matter. The outcome stands as is. No, so I wrote. Nonetheless, everything stood, and that was the story of the trial that turned into a party for the jury. And apparently in the United States of America, you can be drunk and high on the jury. Hell yeah. PSA what a time. for all the people out there. What this was time. also the 80s, so I'm wondering if that changes now. Hey, hmm. look that up. Um, mm. Not now, but later. I'm sure you have I, to I don't think. Things. Yeah, because I don't think you could. I don't uh, know if you would be able to find anything. Reading. Yeah. But what did You'd y'all have to think? look through the amendments. I still can't believe a, y'all think this is okay for you to be drunk and high on the jury. I don't necessarily think it's okay, but I don't think it's a reason to like throw the trial out or anything like that. Well, they didn't want to throw the even... trial out. They just wanted to talk to the jury to see like no, how no, no, much no. were they impaired. Because one thing. But I feel like that leads to throwing the trial out. Yeah, domino effect. That, I feel like that's what they're getting but at, or what they're trying I to get at. I do think that, okay, if they're so drunk and high that one guy's asleep and the other one's like, I'm flying, then yeah, I think you should get a new <laughs> trial. Gosh, dang it, Kins. There's a the reason trial. why this guy is getting charged. Let but him at the same time, who's to, say, who's to say that it's not going to happen again, you know? True, true, true. I mean, that's true, but all I'm saying is that this was a very technical trial. It wasn't like this was an easy thing to comprehend. There was a that's lot true. going on. There was that's true. The relationship. But, I mean, that's a, you have to be not impaired to understand all of that. That's true. But if we can't do things just trial to trial, you know, that's what the yeah. law is for. Yeah. And that is why there should be a law where you're not drinking and doing drugs during trial. And if you are, it should be jury misconduct and you should get a new trial. That takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Then there, I feel like there would be this whole like battle of, is it even like should it should we be forced to go on jury duty? You know, if well, you're yeah. not gonna let us. No, that's stupid. If they're gonna be like, oh, well, you can't do this, that, and the other, and now everyone's gonna be like, well, at jury duty, if I can't even have okay. a drink and I gotta go through this, especially yeah, especially like those not, long that's ones. That's not even how it works. You don't get to just say no to jury duty. Well, Watch. then they shouldn't just tell or me everyone, no that I can't have a drink. Or every, but they tell you everything else if you're sequestered. You can't have your phone. You can't watch TV. What's wrong with being like, and you can't do drug drinking, drinking drug because you're deciding someone's fucking fate. Wait, how you do well, those people? If they the give OJ me my case, phone, how did the what people yeah. in OJ case get through it? All those months of uh, trials. They barely oh, got through it. I bet they had it. some drinks. I bet they had some drinks. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think it See, was very See, and that's controlled. the other thing. Then it goes into the other thing about, like, taking other stuff away. Like, the OJ trial. That, that was a long-ass trial. That sucks. What about the mental tax on them? They did mm-hmm. have I wouldn't be making. Tax. I they, wouldn't be making a clear decision about it then either. All I'm, but there's a reason, right? It's because if they didn't do that then they would be influenced by outside opinions because that was such... Because they don't sequester everyone for every trial. 
they only do that when it's such a high profile trial that it's been in the news so much that they it took forever to find an already impartial jury do you know how long jury selection took for the oj trial because he's a celebrity so they had to find people that didn't view him as a celebrity that didn't love him they had to find people that didn't already know that much about the case i mean you have to dwindle it down so far in those high-profile cases that you literally cannot let them see anything with outside influence or it will sway the jury. So yeah, you have to sequester them to get a fair trial because if you don't sequester, if we're saying like you shouldn't control the jury that much, there would never be a fair trial. And that's that's wrong. Hey, I mean, I guess that's fair, but you gotta give gotta give them something. I, and I guess, and they would, they, they, like, tried their best. They would have, like, r- get them all together in a room and play a movie or play a TV show in a controlled environment. I mean, they try their best, but that's hard. The comparisons, though, to the uh, TV show, um, the only thing I see was a Jerry chart, was a Jerry. That was yeah, that really was. I mean, like I said, thankfully, no juror has been murdered or died from a bee sting while on trial, while on the jury. So that's awesome. Yeah. So then I was just like, well, what's an interesting jury case that I like something interesting about the jury? Yep. And this is what I found. And I was like, well, this is kind of funny that they all just got wasted and partied all through this thing. Oh yeah. I'm just saying that this trial was just about med f- conspiracy and defrauding. What if it was a murder trial and it was an actual innocent person and they're not paying attention and that innocent person goes to jail? Well, you know what, Kenzie? I feel like innocent people go to jail even when they are paying attention, so... I mean, that's true, but I... What? So we're just supposed to say, okay, fine, get drunk and send them to jail anyways? Just don't know, Kenzie. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't know how you how you filter it. I just don't think it's like that crazy of an expectation to be like, "Hey, don't do drugs and drink while you're on jury duty." Ah, uh, poppycock. But then do the do the people if they get caught doing drugs and drinking while they're on jury duty, they get sent to jail or fined? Yes. See, that's that's that sucks. Well, I think you should just get a fine. I don't. I mean, it's like contempt of court. Just follow the rules. Mm. I mean, follow the rules. This is why we have rules of court is so that people can get fair trials so that we're not just going around being like, you go to jail, you go to jail, death penalty, death penalty. Uh, I know they shouldn't drink and do drugs. I just don't know about how you regulate them drinking and doing drugs. Sure. I mean, yeah, it would be hard, but I'm just saying that if you then found out that they were drinking and doing drugs, you can't just be like, doesn't matter. I think it does matter. Because I don't think you can, like, tell them just flat out and the rule just be that they just can't drink. Drugs is different because if it's illegal there, it's legal there. But I don't think you can just flat out tell them, like, you just can't drink, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think you can say it. I don't know if they'll adhere to it. I think if you found out that, hey, this guy's drunk and falling asleep or drunk and slurring his words during deliberate, like, 
I th- I think you should get to have like a new trial, a new jury. That's true. But then what happens if it's just one guy and it's and there so there's obviously twelve people and it's one guy every time. They just keep having this like retrial thing every time someone gets drunk. I think I am sucks. Oh, you I got a fluster, Malik. Well, I, I, the, 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 I just play devil's advocate. I'm not trying to be well, an answer. I, I, I'm just what you're saying. I think like a lot of the high profile cases, the ones that they know that will go on forever, they have alternates. Like OJ Simpson had alternates they could pull from because throughout the process, they did have to let jurors go when they found things out. So I think that would be a time you could have an alternate. I think if you don't have an alternate, it's a mistrial. Mistrials happen all the time for jury misconduct. I mean, mistrials have happened because a juror didn't disclose that they're a felon. Can't be on the jury if you're a felon. Yeah. I just feel like the the amount of mistrials will go up a lot if we throw in them being a certain level of intoxicated. I think. And then what level is that? I mean, above the legal limit. If you can't drive a car, why can't you decide my fate? And that's, that's fair. I mean, I just like I said, I just don't know it. how you, you, you'd have to like, you'd have to like give them, a, make them take a breathalyzer test or something every time before they go to trial or. No, I don't think that they, sh- you should have to prove it every time, but I'm not saying, I just think that start the trial and be like, Hey, don't drink, don't do drugs, whatever. If we catch you above the legal limit of alcohol, you're in contempt of court. I don't think you have to then sit there and breathalyze them every time they come in. But I think if you hear that they are if a jury of another juror is like hey this guy's drunk or if you find out that they're drunk i think that should be a mistrial i'm not saying that you need to regulate it heavily i'm just saying that if you find out that they are then you should that should what be if a mistrial. what if they accuse them of being drunk and they're not actually drunk well i think you have to prove it right i don't think you just get to say this guy's drunk mistrial i think you get to say this guy's drunk. We've heard rumors. I should get to interview him. And if it's true, then it should be a mistrial. What if they interview him and he just says no? Like, he doesn't lie I'm, about anything? Well, I think, I think you have to have proof. I think that's why you have to go talk to the bar owner. I think, yes, then you, then you get to give him a breathalyzer. I think you get to investigate it. Mm, and if you can prove all... it, then it's a mistrial. But essentially, the court is saying you don't even really get to investigate it. You don't get to talk to him. It's final. And I think you should get to investigate and you should get to find out if your jury was incompetent based on allegations. I don't think you get to go on a witch hunt. I don't think you get to say, well, I was found guilty. My jury was drunk and you have no basis for it. I just think that if someone made the allegation, it should get to be investigated to the full potential. That's fair. That's fair enough. Just a whole can of worms, man. It is, and it's so fascinating because it seems like if you're like the jury is drunk and high, it just seems black and white, and obviously it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but are y'all ready to find out what TV show we're watching next week? Yeah. Okay. Do y'all want to guess? Uh, it's a crime show. Nice. Um, SVU. Back mm-hmm. to our roots. No. Okay. Let's see. We just did NCIS. We just see CSI. 
what was the episode before NCIS? Uh, we did some, we did it for Hawaii Five O. Give me Miami or New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. Ding ding ding! Yeah. <laughs> NCIS New Orleans season five, New episode eighteen, in plain sight. Ah, where can they find this episode, Ken? Nice. Paramount, where we find everything. Paramount, yes, ma'am. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. And because I have been forgetting, so I'll just throw a little reminder out there, a little lob to the listeners. If you don't mind, if you want to, like... Leave a review, rate us, like us, follow us, subscribe to us on all the streaming platforms you listen to. I'd be surely appreciated. So we can just, you know, get a little bit more, a little bit more, like, notice. Not too much, not too much. But, like, just a little bit more. It really helps, even all that fun stuff get it, gets us more visibility if we get the more likes and and ratings and reviews we get, so that'd be much appreciated. See, see. And with that, I'm Kenzie. Hughes. I'm your host, Kenzie Hughesman. This is Crime on Prime Time, and we are signing off. See you, Deuces.